How many of you, you are married in here? Wave at me. Wave at me. We got a lot of married people in here. Wave at me if you're married. Okay, several of you are married. And, uh, and so marriage, marriage is like, honestly, after 17 years, I am more in love with my wife in 17 years than when we first got married. 17 years. When I say that number, I freak myself out. 17, you're like, how is that? You must have got, you look like 25. You must have got married at like, you know, the age six or something, you know? No, I'm working on 40. How many of you know the 40 is the new 25? Come on, somebody. 40 is the new 25. When I think of 17 years, I'm like, man, that's almost half of my life I've been married. And, and honestly, it feels like I'm just getting started. It feels like I'm just getting started. We have so much fun. We date each other. We're loving on each other. But there is a reason why in your vows you say we're going to love each other in sickness and in health. Come on, somebody. Have you been around somebody that's been not feeling well for a, a long time? They can um, be a little grouchy. Not Leah. She is, um, she's like Mother Teresa's. She's in the lineage of Mo- Mother Teresa. Not her. But I can tell you, the last, like, our family got COVID. And, uh, and, and um, even when you're nice, they're still mean to you. When people don't feel good, they are mean. You can love on them. You can like, and, and really, because they're feeling so miserable, it's not a, enough. You have one little time of like, all right, what do you want? And you're like, well, you, you're not loving me right now? You don't care about me right now? Because they're feeling bad, right? And you have to remind yourself in the vows, it is in, it is in sickness and in health. I know why they put that in there now. You're going to love her in sickness and in health because there are going to be times when you don't feel like loving. How many of you are glad that, uh, that, that God didn't love us because he just felt like it? God didn't go to the cross because he just felt like it. Love has nothing to do with feelings. It has to do with a choice. And when you do the right choice, the right feelings follow. So there are some things that I, we do in marriage and, and new things that God is even showing me. She, Leah likes puzzles, and uh, one day I wasn't being the best uh, husband, and uh, I wanted to uh, pout. Come on, somebody. Any married people here? Like, no, I'm just not getting up. I'm just going to pout, and you know what? Give you a cold shoulder. And I went to God, and God was like, nope, that's not right. And I was like, dang it, God. And that's the only way marriage really works is if you have God at the center. Because, because I said, you know what? I'll just go home and just be nice. And God was like, put on my heart note, go get her a gift. That's when you're like, is that the devil or is that God? Because I don't feel like giving her a gift right now. But the right choice, and she's like in puzzles right now. There's like been puzzles all over the house, all over the the, the table. And I went and got her a puzzle. And you know what? It's something that when I did the right thing, I actually started getting the right feelings. See... Love is a choice, not a feeling, but the right choices bring the right feelings. And man, uh, I'm so glad Leah's over this. uh, I was like, hey, can we go get you like an adrenaline shot or something? Here's some vitamin C. I'm so glad she's feeling better because we're back in, in date night mode, right? But you have to be there in order to keep the flame alive for 17 years. You have to do certain things to keep that flame alive. There are sometimes, like something that, that, that we do, this is not like biblical, but every morning I want to hug my wife, right? 
I want to tell her that uh, I love her, even if we have bad breath or not. I want, to, I want to reach over and love and hug my wife, tell her that she's beautiful, and she does things as well. There is a discipline when things are good and bad. And listen, we never fight. We don't call it fighting. It's passionate disagreements. Our kids would call it fighting. We call it passionate disagreements because you're going to have disagreements. Am I the only one married people encourage me out there? You have no disagreements? Can you, anybody out there? Oh, two couples have three couples. You're all lying. The rest of you are lying. I'll pray for you after the service. (laughs) Yeah, you have disagreements, but it's in those moments that you're able to prove your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. Some people get freaked out in marriage and it is the same thing because of fear or bitterness or whatever. It is a fight or flight. They're fighting the wrong person, the wrong thing, or they're, they're leaving, and they find themselves in a place, if they don't have faith, if they're not being faithful, you will see that they will slowly become unfaithful because they're being dictated by their feelings and not by what is right. Now, This actually, this is my 20th year of leading ministry, 20th year of like leading, like uh, out front leading, I think full-time 15 years, and it is the same thing. I actually feel like I'm just getting started. I feel like I'm j- I've seen all kinds of great things. I've seen, I've seen all kinds of tragedy as well. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen tons of people come to God. I've seen tons of people get set free. I've also seen tons of people get mad and ticked off. I've seen, it a, I've seen a lot of it. But this is the thing. I feel like I'm just getting started, and my spark for God is more than it's ever had been in the middle of a pandemic. Because God will test you. Will you serve me when everybody's for you? Will you serve me just when everybody's for you? Or will you serve me when you have opposition? Will you serve me when there's a big, just when there's a big crowd? Or will you serve me in the middle of a pandemic? Will you serve me when everybody's shouting amen? Or will you serve me when everybody's ticked off at what you're saying? Will you put me first? God will test you, and the right choices will bring the right feelings. It is not your circumstances that dictate if you're faithful or not. It is your commitment to God. Just like you have a commitment to your wife or your spouse, you have a commitment to God, but there are secrets to keeping that commitment. There are secrets to keeping that flame alive. How many of you want to keep that flame alive? Because I'm going to be honest with you. During this 21-day fast, God will see what's real or not. When that alarm clock goes off at 5 o'clock in the morning, I don't feel like it. The first two days, I was excited. I was like, man, I'm up before everybody. This feels great. And about a weekend, I'm like, dear Lord, what is going on with me? I don't even feel saved this morning. I don't even want to go to prayer. Like, like. But I know that the right choices on the other side is a blessing. And this is the encouragement to you. It's not you just being able to get it all together and make the right choices. It's you relying on God and him giving you the strength to make the right choice. See, what people do is they try to do it in their own strength, and they lose that spark. They lose that fire. They were faithful and then they became unfaithful because they begin to see 
opposition. It is the opposition in your life that's going to really test whether you are full of faith or not. One person said that was good. That, that's encouraging. No, it is the opposition is an opportunity for your roots to go deeper in faith. I want to read this to you. It is in, um, it is in James 1 through 2. Are y'all doing good out there? Are y'all doing good online out there? I see you. Charday, what's up, Charday? How are you? James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. That doesn't even seem right. Can we be honest? Wave at me if that doesn't seem right to you. Listen to this. Like, like this sounds good. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Are you serious? Oh, there's a pandemic. Be joyful. I mean, there are the, you know, things in Afghanistan are going on. Be joyful. Uh, things in Haiti are happening. Be joyful. I mean, think, I mean, Tebow got let go. Be joyful. Like, I can't stand one more thing, you know? Leah called me the other day, and it was like one thing after the other, and it was like, oh, such and such can't make it. They just got sick. And I was like, I can't stand one more bad news. I need only good news from here on out. Have you ever felt like that? Because there is plenty of bad news out there, but there is a secret to God's kingdom. If you want to keep going with endurance, there is a secret. you got to keep your joy. And it is, listen, I would like to say that I have been doing awesome at that, but I need God's grace to count it joy when opposition comes. Count it joy when opposition comes. This is what separates the boys from the men, the girls from the women. It is not all uh, fireworks all the time, but when you're able to stay faithful in the difficult time, God will say, I will make you ruler over much. God wants to see if our word is true. His word is true. He said, I've given everything. I've given everything. Now, hey, will you give me your life? Faithful. So it says, for you know that when your faith is tested, say tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. When your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. When your faith is tested, you will either retreat in fear or move forward in faith. I'm going to say that again. When your faith is tested, and it will be tested, you will either shrink back in fear or move forward in faith. I believe I'm looking at some people today that are ready to move forward in faith. I believe there are some people online today that are ready to move forward in faith. Not when it's always easy, not when it's just like, you know, on the mountaintop, but how many of you know that God wants us to count it all joy and see our opposition as an opportunity to move forward in faith? And I believe today that God is going to give us the secrets to move forward in faith. I want you to write this down. Today, God is going to cover, cleanse, and change your fear into faith. What does the covenant of God do for us? The blood of Jesus covers our sins, cleanses our sins, and changes our very nature. Today, God is going to cover, cleanse, and change your fear into faith. Can I, can I share 
the process of fear or unfaithfulness. See, you cannot be faithful when you're full of fear. You will be unfaithful when you're full of fear. Let, let me show you the process of what happens that you become fearful or you begin to get outside of the will of God. It starts like this. It always starts with a thought. It always starts with doubt. The enemy will always start to put doubt in your mind so that you can walk out fear in your life. So it starts like this. It starts like this. Is God's word really true? Is God really faithful in your life? In the middle of facing uncertainty, when people don't know how they're going to pay their next bill, when people don't know about their kids even being able to enjoy graduation, God will begin to challenge, but God will begin to, to, to give you his word, but the challenge is there is an enemy that's trying to contradict his word. There is an enemy nonstop trying to contradict his word, and what he's trying to do is to get you to question or doubt in his word. Doubt in your mind will cause anxiety in your emotions. Can I say that again? Doubt in your mind will cause anxiety in your emotions. The Bible says that a a good word brings peace, and a bad word or thought brings anxiety. Have you ever felt anxious before? Wave at me if you've ever felt anxious before. Bad words will create, our doubt will create anxiety, and that anxiety will cause reactions of a fight or flight mode. It will cause fear, and that fear will cause you to be unfaithful. That fear will cause you to get off track, and this is what I want to give you today for the next 15 minutes, I want to give this to you today. Three steps to change your fearfulness into faithfulness. Three steps. Say three steps. Number one is this. Get covered from doubt by God's protection. Get covered from doubt by God's protection. Jesus on the cross paid for your protection. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm protected. Look at what Ephesians 6, 16 says. Above all, lift up protective shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. God says, I've paid the price so that you can have protection. James says, surrender to God, stand up to the enemy, and he will flee. A lot of times we are allowing the enemy to speak the wrong things in our life and not picking up the protection or the armor that God has paid for and we allow ourselves to get inundated with wrong thoughts. Did you know the Bible says that the enemy, one of his names is Beelzebub, which actually means the Lord of the flies? Have you ever felt like thoughts like flies and you keep trying to swat them and there's nothing you, I mean, one negative thought after the other. It is easy when the world has nothing but bad news that your life is like swatting flies. Have you ever felt like that before? Like one thought after another and before you know it, you are overwhelmed by doubt. You are overwhelmed with thoughts of what is going to happen, what's going to go wrong 
before it even does. You know, you've heard it before that fear can be an acronym for, for you to, if you take F-E-A-R, fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. If you expect the wrong thing, you might just get it because your words and your actions will create an atmosphere for the wrong thing. And so God wants you to, first of all, say, I've paid for protection. We talked about it last week. If you didn't listen to the message, go to Spotify. We're working on our Apple right now, but Spotify has all our messages, and we break down scripturally how God covers us. God covers us. When he said, it is finished, we have everything it is paid for for us to step into victory. And the first thing is, if we want to come into faith, we got to get rid of doubt. Psalms 91.4 says, he will cover you with his feathers and he will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. What is the antidote for you to get rid or extinguish doubt in your life? It is God's promises and his protection. It is his promises that cause protection. Can I give you an illustration of this really quick? Yes? You already? Uh, okay, I, I, Tim, I think you've got like a fake sword up here, and you've got, that's a very nice trash can lid. All right. Tim, if you can just stand right here, stand right here, and now you have access, this is a, wow, that is fancy. You have access to faith, and you have faith. The Bible says when you know that you're saved, it will begin to, you have a, you have a shield of faith. You can stop the arrows of the enemy, and I've also given you a sword, which is the word of God, to begin to bring to the enemy, and he has to flee. Now, this is what happens. This is what happens. This right here, moving forward is being in the will of God. And let me tell you that the enemy does not want you to be in the will of God because when you step into the will of God, you actually begin to destroy the enemy. That's why when Jesus went into the wilderness before he started his ministry, the enemy tempted him. See, God spoke to Jesus and said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. This is God's word. Then the enemy goes to Jesus and he says, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. What did the enemy do? He threw an accusation or a fiery dart to cause him to doubt the word of God. And Jesus said, this is what the word says. Man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What did Jesus do? He said, nope, stop right there. Stop right there. This is what the word says. Stop right there. This is what the word says. Now, if you're driving down the road and you've got a bunch of bugs hitting your windshield, how many of you know it's very advantageous for you to wipe those bugs off your windshield? Don't let them just clutter. You can't help the bug from getting there, but you need to wipe that bug away. And this is what Jesus did. He said, no, stop. That's not true. This is the word of God. Now, this is what happens to us most of the time. Most of the time, we don't use the word of God. Are you okay with getting smacked with one of these wiffle balls? I told him no golf balls, wiffle balls. So this is what happens. This is what happens. I don't think I can do it. No, can you hit him in the head with this ball? Okay, come, 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 come up. Come up, just stand right, right there. And, and you're not going to fight off right now. Right now, you are allowing, you are allowing 
doubts, you're allowing fiery darts, you're either going to, uh, you're either going to flee or you're going to be paralyzed. And what the enemy does is say, oh, yeah, you really think you have a relationship with God. As a matter of fact, your God is very displeased with you, and he throws a fiery dart at you. That was not in the face, but that's okay. Throw it to the face. You can try to dodge it. I'm going to start throwing it to you. And you know, he says, you know what? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I, no, I want you to throw it at his face. And he's going to have a reaction with your right hand because you're right-handed. Okay, okay. You can dodge it if you want to. If you can dodge, throw it as hard as you can. Not as hard as you can. But throw it towards his face. He's lobbing it, bro. This is an example. Okay. <laughs> so the enemy begins to say, no, you can't do this uh, job that you're doing and you're not good enough. He throws another a- accusation at you. He begins to say, you know what? Your kid kids are not going to serve me. Your kids are going to fall off. He throws another accusation over you. And before you know it, all you're doing, you're backing up and you are getting filled with words that are not from God. And you're getting defeated. You're getting nailed down and you're even retreating. This is the way to the will of God, but you're retreating this way because you're getting inundated by the accusations of the enemy. And there is a moment, there is a moment where you get ticked off like he is right now. There is a moment when you say, I'm no longer gonna live this way. I am not accepting any more accusations from the enemy, and it's not just by good thoughts. Thank you, Noah. It's not just by good thoughts. It is by you being able to say, no, this is what the word of God says. So when the enemy comes to you, and he says, you know what? God is not pleased with you. You not only stop this with, the, with your faith, but you actually attack the enemy and say, no, Romans 8 says that there's nothing that will separate me from the love of God. And you begin to declare and you begin to move forward. See, there is no armor on the back of him. There is no armor on the back of him. The enemy does not care when you're retreating. The enemy only cares when you're moving forward. God wants you to begin to move forward. And when God, when the enemy begins to say, listen, you're not good enough, you begin to say, no, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And you begin to back the enemy. You will face opposition. But the only way to get the enemy to flee is if you begin to declare the word of God. How many of you want to begin to declare the word of God? If Jesus himself had to declare the word of God, how much more do we need to declare the word of God? When the enemy begins to say, listen, that spouse is not for you. That spouse is not for you. You say, no, no, no. Let no man separate what God put together. One can chase a thousand. Two can chase ten thousand. And you begin to declare the word of God and you begin to push the enemy back till the point that the enemy flees. The enemy came after Jesus three times, and each time Jesus declared the word of God, and the Bible says that he fled in anguish. The enemy fled in anguish. Let's give Tim a hand today. Good job, man. Thank you. Listen, the enemy will come to you with accusation and saying, listen, you, there's no way that you can make any change in ministry. There's no way you can make a difference. And you say, you say no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to dwell on that and have a pity party just because it hasn't worked out yet. I'm going to begin to say, no, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. I'm not only going to stop it, I'm going to declare it. If you don't declare it, you're going to be stopping thoughts all the time, never getting rid of the enemy. 
And so what God wants you to do is to begin to lift up your shield of faith and begin to declare the word of God and the enemy is going to flee. How many of you believe that the enemy is going to flee? And so that is the first thing that you do when, it, when you start to come into warfare. God wants you to use your mouth. He wants you to declare. And you say, you know what? I don't know any scriptures. I don't know anything. There are so many apps. There are so, so many resources. We're actually in our church using, uh, I believe it's called Pray First. Pray First. It's a Pray First app. And we're, that's how we're, um, we're going online at 6 o'clock in the morning. But the Pray First app will even give you spiritual warfare scriptures for you to begin to declare over your family, for you to begin to declare over your life. And I can tell you this, you will find yourself being protected. Hell can go on all around you, but your mind is clear because you're declaring the word of God. Just like Tim was getting frustrated, some of you need to start to get frustrated and say, stop, that is enough. I'm beginning to speak the word of God by faith, and I'm going to see the enemy flee. How many of you want to see? Yeah, give God a hand if you want to. Number two is this. Cleanse away anxiety by God's presence. Cleanse away anxiety by God's presence. His blood paid for you to enter his presence, and his presence cleans you from, cleanses you from all worry and gives you peace. See, the Bible says that in Psalms, he says, enter my gates with thanksgiving and enter my courts with praise. Once you begin to declare the truth, see, have you ever felt anxious and you don't even know why? You can't even remember why? That's a real thing. See, the enemy can flee and you still have emotional trauma going on in here. You don't even remember why you're feeling this way. And God says, I have an antidote for that. I'm going to cleanse that anxiety away, and it's going to happen from my presence. And the way that you start to get in the presence of God is by your praise. The key or the door or the passcode to getting in the presence of God is praise. That's why it says Enter my gates with thanksgiving and enter my courts with praise. I'm going to be honest with you. There were several times this week that I couldn't, in my mind, it took effort for me to begin to thank God for things. Can I be real with you? It took an effort. Of course, there's blessings all around you, but if you're getting smashed by one thing after another, God says, I'm going to give you a secret, and it's called praise. It's called praise. It gets you away from the fog. I, I fly every once in a while, and you can leave New Orleans. It can be rainy. It could be foggy. It could be dark. And you can go in a plane, and you can go above those that fog and that dark, and it can be a beautiful sunshine. Everybody on the bottom is seeing nothing but fog, but you are seeing a sunrise because you have risen above the clouds. That's what praise does. When you begin to thank God and you begin to praise his name, it gets you to rise above the clouds, and you begin to see the sun. How many of you want to begin to praise? God gave us an antidote to get rid of anxiety. And it's called praise. Listen, my wife, you will hear in our house, she is on the piano 
praising. Why? Because she says, I am, I am not going to let myself get down here. I've heard enough bad news. I've heard another person get COVID. Another person passed away. Another person lost their job. This is going on overseas. We were not born for all of this. And what God wants us to do is to rise above. And God will begin to cleanse your anxiety when you begin to say, I'm going to start to praise him. How many of you want to start to praise him? God wants you to get above the fog. Put you some worship music on. Put you praise music on. And begin to thank God for the things in your life. Let's look at Philippians 4.8. Listen to this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. How many of you need a good report? Whatever things of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, worthy, meditate on these things. That's what I told Leah. I was like, I can't hear one negative, more negative thing. I got to rise above. I need to hear some good reports. I heard Thursday they had a few less coronaviruses. I was speaking it from the housetops. We have fewer coronaviruses Thursday because God says if you want to get out of the muck, you're going to begin to have good reports. Meditate on what's good. Meditate on what's good. You can have a hundred good things going on in your life and one really bad thing and you think everything is bad. But God says find those things that are good and meditate on them. Not just like, thank you, God, but meditate on it. It's something powerful when you begin to share a good report. There's something powerful when you begin to share good news. You know what people need in this world today? You know what I need? You know what you need? People need to hear a good report. If there's a testimony, if God is doing something good, you need to share it. If you're a leader, if you're a small group leader, if you were touched by a meeting, you need to share it. They need it. If you got touched or there's something God is doing in your life is good, you need to share it because it is breath into people's lives right now. People are feeling down and heavy, but God wants us to get rid of the spirit of heaviness and put on a garment of praise. Get rid of a spirit of heaviness and put a garment of praise. You got to put on praise. You might not feel like it, but when you make the right choice in praise, God will bring the right feelings. In the Old Testament, Joshua and Caleb were the only out of millions to enter the presence of or in the promises of God. And the Bible said they had a different spirit. When everybody went to go spy on the land, they had a bad report that said, we're like grasshoppers. There's no way we can go in here the world is about to end. There's no way that we can fight this. This is too big for us. And Joshua and Caleb said, no, God spoke to us and God is with us. We can take a land. Joshua and Caleb had a better report and they started to feed off of each other a better report and their faith stayed alive for the moment when they needed to get in the promised land. They got in because they kept a good report. Man, I want to get around some people that have a good report. I want to give around some people like, man, you know what? Today, this is what God spoke to me. You know what? This is what God did to such and such. You know what? Online, this is what God is, is doing. When we start to share a good report, we will start to be able to sharpen each other with encouragement. You know what you need today? You need some encouragement. You know how we get encouraged? We meditate on the good report. We meditate 
on the good report. We also do this, we also do this through prayer. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. We can just take that and go home. Don't worry about anything. Nothing. Look at your neighbor and say nothing. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about, don't worry about, pray about, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. You know what? We forget to include God in our everyday life. You're getting stressed about that meeting you have to do. You're getting stressed in the middle of traffic. You're getting stressed because of the kids in school. You're getting stressed. And God says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And that moment of anxiety, bring God. Begin to praise God and begin to pray. And say, God, this is what I'm dealing with. And let's look at what happens. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then, say then. So, there is a requirement. Then, this is the secondary consequence. Then you will experience God's peace. Man, how many of you want God's peace in the middle of chaos? His peace is available to you, but he says, I want you to begin to praise, and I want you to begin to pray about everything. And God will begin to cleanse you, cleanse that anxiety away, and he'll start to put encouragement in you. It says, then you will experience God's peace, which, which exceeds anything we can understand. In other words, you will feel peace, and you, will, you won't even understand what's going on. You don't have to understand the circumstance, but you don't know why. You feel peace in the middle of a circumstance that makes no sense. How many of you want peace that exceeds everything. I want peace. It says, his peace will guard your heart and your minds as you live in Christ. As you live in Christ. I believe that God is going to cause you to lift up your shield of faith, to begin to declare the word of God, and begin to pray to him and praise him. And doubt is going to leave your mind and God's going to cleanse you from anxiety. And this is number three. And Miriam, we can come play and close out. This is number three. Change fear into steps of faith. See, because you can't even hear God's voice. You can't even receive what he's saying when your mind is full of doubt and your emotions are full of anxiety. There is no place for the word of God to come in. He says, get rid of that and then you're going to be able to receive my word. Some of you, what you need right now is to get rid of doubt and anxiety so that you can enter in to the word of God. He's speaking. He is not quiet. He is not shunning you. There is a seed. There is a word that God wants to speak to you, but we need to eliminate doubt and, and anxiety from our life. Now, be still and know that I am God. It is in this moment, the enemy's fleeing, my, my anxiety is in the peace. Now I can hear the voice of God. You know, 
Paul says, I fought the fight of faith. I fought the good fight. It is going to take a fight. You need to begin to rely on God and say, God, I believe in your cross. I believe in your salvation. This is my, my shield of faith. I believe in you. Help me, God. And he's going to give you the strength to begin to declare the word of God. And he's going to say, come up here. Get out of the, get out of the circumstance. Begin to praise. Begin to talk to me. I'm going to wipe away that anxiety. Now be still and receive my word. God has a future for you, and it's a future of hope. It's a future that is good. It is a future full of purpose. It is a future full of prosperity. It is a future full of joy. It is a future that is bright. And he says, fight. I will fight with you. You're not fighting alone. I've paid the price. I'm with you. You are one with me. I'm going to help fight. The enemy's going to flee, and you're going to be able to be still, and you're going to receive that still, small voice. The word says, come to me, and I will show you things, things that are, haven't even happened yet, things that are yet to, to come. I will show you things. God is going to begin to give you vision for your life. In the middle, when you can't see, you don't know what's going on. The world is so f- much fleeing and paralyzed in fear. Now you're coming into faith. Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to the world. You know what the world is? The world is fearful. There's a test going on right now. Are my people going to be faithful to me, or are they just faithful when everything is certain? Are they going to be, are they going to rely on me even in the midst of the waves and the wind? We need to fight the fight of faith, and God's going to speak to us his word. His word never goes void. He is not a man that he should lie. And when the whole world is in turmoil, the Bible says, don't be conformed to the world, but transform. Say transform. This word is metamorphosis. It's what a a worm does to get into a cocoon and turn into a butterfly. It is a metamorphosis. You, You begin, don't be conformed to the world, but transform. How? By the renewing of your mind. So now you are receiving God's word and his seeds, and now you're coming into into faith to the point where it says, don't be conformed to the world, transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you will prove the good and acceptable will of God. Now you can take steps of faith before you were confused, before it was cloudy, but now you can see and you're meditating on the word and you're not being like the world full of fear, full of a bad report, full of toxic things coming out your mouth. Now you're meditating on the word and God is causing you to, to see clearly. Now you can take steps of faith. The enemy is gone. The anxiety is peace. Now you're taking steps of faith. This is what God wants you to do in this season, to get rid of doubt, get rid of anxiety, hear God's voice, take steps of faith, and you're faithful in those little steps, he will show you even bigger steps. It might start small right now. It might be, don't talk bad about your boss, bless your boss. See, God is not going to ask you to do anything contrary to his word. Well, 
God is just like, the Holy Spirit is leading me to kind of shun this person that was mean to me. No, he's not, because it's not in his word. His word says, bless those that even curse you. His word, his word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. God will speak to you in different thoughts in different ways, but there's enough in his written word right now to guide you in the small things. What should I do in this situation with my kids? The word has the answer. Go in his word. If you're focused in his word, you're focused on Jesus because Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will prove the perfect will, the perfect word for your life. How many of you want to begin to take steps of faith? It's not easy all the time. But I'm telling you, that right choice will bring the right feelings, and the right feelings are going to cause you to step into God's blessing, and in the midst, when the world is going crazy, you're living in joy, peace, right standing with God. You're saying, I'm not getting down here. I've got a good report. I see what's coming. I see what's coming. You ever got freaked out when you saw a movie, but after you saw it? You watched it for the second time, you weren't freaked out because you already saw the end of the movie? You're like, yeah, you know, this, this could stress me out, but I know what's coming up. God wants to show you what's coming up. And what's coming up is bright for you. What's coming up is great for you. Don't live in fear. Live in faith. Aren't you glad that, Je- that Jesus exchanged, he made an exchange, Adam and Eve in the garden got full of doubt and fear and was unfaithful. And Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he reversed it. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he made an exchange and he bled to the point of anguish. He said, God, can this cup pass from me? But he said, not my word, not my will, but your will be done. That one act of obedience gives us the grace to say, not my will, but your will be done. What is going to cause you to come into the will of God is not going to be your own strength. You're going to say, Jesus, you paid the price in the garden. You took on all the agony, all the world's unfaithfulness and rebellion, and you paid a price. Now I have your nature. I get in exchange. Now I'm going to step into faithfulness because you have reversed the curse. I now have thoughts of faithfulness. I now have emotions of faithfulness. I now walk off, walk into faithfulness because I have your nature. I'm relying on the cross and I'm going to come into faithfulness, grace, protection, promotion in your life because Jesus paid for it. Do you believe it today? If you believe it, stand up right where you are. I'm going to pray and we're going to close. My first prayer is this. Whether you're online or you're in the building, you say, you know what? To be honest, I don't have a relationship with God. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Don't try to get it all together and come to God. Come to God and he'll get it all together. If you're here today and you say, you know what? I want a relationship with Jesus. We have a team praying right now along with you. The Bible says if you, conf- if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Can we say that prayer together? Somebody watching online, somebody that's in the room, if you say, you know what, I want Jesus to come into my life. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I want a relationship with you. 
I turn away from my sin. I believe that you died, that you rose again, and that you're alive today. And I want a relationship with you. From this day forward, I make you my Lord and my Savior. With nobody looking around and all eyes closed, if you said that prayer online or in the room, online you can hit a little hand emoji in the room. Just lift your hand. Come on, lift your hand. With nobody looking around, I see your hand. I see your hands in the building. see your hands. And I believe online as well. The Bible says that when one person turns to God, all of the heavens rejoice. That there's a party going on in heaven right now when one person goes to him. Church 54, can we give God a hand on the count of three and join the party in heaven from those that said, I want a relationship with God. One, two, three. Come on, let's give God some praise. Come on, let's give God some praise today. We're thankful, Lord. Now, if you say, you know what? I want to get covered and come into, uh, come into faith. And I want my anxiety cleansed. And I want to start to walk in faithfulness. Just lift your hands right where you are. Just lift your hands right where you are. I want you to picture with me that place when Jesus was alone in that garden, when he made the decision that he was going to go forward in the will of God and go to the cross and pay the price of our sins. He didn't feel like it. He said, God, is there any other way? But he knew that it was the will of God to move forward in his life. And he said, not my will, but your will. He bled to pay the price for you to have the grace to say, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, we're not relying on our own strength, but we rely on the blood that you shed from your forehead in that garden. We believe that we have that nature. And right now, we say in our hearts, in our mind, in our emotions, not my will, but your will be done. Can you say that after me? Say, not my will, your will be done. Come on, let's say it again. Not my will, your will be done. One more time, let's say it. Not my will. Your will be done. Lord, I thank you, Lord, right now. You're giving them the grace to speak your word, to rise above the fog, to have peace in their life, to receive your word and step into the will of God for their life in the mighty name of Jesus. Jared, can you close us out? Come on, let's give God a hand today. Come on, let's give God a shout. Close this out.